Welcome back, friends, to another episode of our podcast. Today we'll be considering Psalm 13 together. And as we do, I would invite you to notice how honest and candid it is. Psalm 13. How long, O Lord, will you forget me forever? How long will you hide your face from me? How long must I take counsel in my soul and have sorrow in my heart all the day? How long shall my enemy be exalted over me? Consider and answer me, O Lord my God. Light up my eyes, lest I sleep the sleep of death lest my enemies say, I have prevailed over him, lest my foes rejoice because I am shaken. But I have trusted in your steadfast love. My heart shall rejoice in your salvation. I will sing to the Lord because he has dealt bountifully with me. One of the greatest challenges that all of us face in this life is enduring hardships. Remaining steadfast and faithful in the midst of life's challenges, especially when those challenges don't come to a quick resolution. We don't know exactly what David was going through at this time, and we don't know how long he was forced to endure these hardships. We just know that he had enemies and foes who would rejoice at his downfall and who had been exalted above him we know that this situation wasn't coming to a quick end. And all of us have dealt with challenging situations that have lingered in our lives before. Maybe you're even dealing with one right now. Certainly COVID is a lingering challenge that all of us are facing. But maybe there are more particular long-term situations that you're dealing with right now. Whether it's the lingering challenges of COVID or something more particular to you, Psalm 13 helps us deal with persistent, long-term, lingering challenges. Psalm 13 reminds us that there are three important facets to dealing with these long-term challenges. First, that the most important response is to turn to God in prayer. There are many other things that we can and should do when we are facing lingering challenges in our lives, but the most important thing that we must do is turn to God in prayer. My own personality is one of action. I tend to want to try to find a quick solution and just move towards that, and sometimes that's served me well, but more times than not, it's actually gotten me into more trouble. One of the greatest gifts of prayer is that it forces us to process the problem before God. 
to find a way to articulate our perception of the situation, and in so doing, we are at least slowing down enough to gain some perspective on the situation. More importantly, we're seeking God's perspective on what's going on. And so rather than simply trying to push ahead with the first solution that comes to mind, we're called to humble ourselves and listen. Listen for God's voice. Listen for God's direction. Listen for God's desire and intention and desired action in our lives. We need to slow ourselves down in prayer and give God space to speak that we might heed his direction, even if that direction is to wait and have patience. Second, Psalm 13 invites us to be honest with God. As Christians, with an appropriate reverence and awe for God, it can be very easy for us to fall into polished, polite prayers. And as I said, that often comes from a place of awe and reverence and honor, and that's a good thing. But Psalm 13 gives us permission to toss aside our fears and to come before God with honesty and openness and rawness. God wants that. He wants us to be real with Him, to be honest with Him, to share what's truly on our hearts and in our souls. He's not looking for polished Christian language. He cares more that we simply come to Him and express what's really going on in our hearts. The author W. David O. Taylor said, To pray the Psalms is to pray ourselves into wholeness. How exactly do we become whole in this way? We become whole by praying our honest joys and our honest sorrows. We pray our honest praise of God and our honest anger at God. We pray also for honest speech in our words to God. To pray this way is to keep ourselves open to others and to God. In refusing the temptation to hide from others and from God, we refuse the temptation to use words to cover up. Picture Adam and Eve hiding in the garden those words. How easy is it for us to, to use words to hide, to cover up, to control the narrative? And refusing to, the temptation to hide from others and from God, we refuse the temptation to use words to cover up. Taylor goes on and says, we speak instead plainly, trustingly. When we do this, we find ourselves praying freely to God and in a way that frees us. Psalm 13 begins with this set of rapid-fire questions at God that puts God almost on trial and demands an answer. It's shocking when you, when you take time to think about it. But that honesty is invited by God, and it actually leads to the trusting freedom that David Taylor speaks about. freedom leads to the third component of this psalm, and that's praise. The psalm ends by saying, but I have trusted in your steadfast love. My heart shall rejoice in your salvation. I will sing to the Lord because he has dealt bountifully with me. There's nothing to suggest that David's circumstances have changed. His foes are still hungry for his downfall and actively working against him, yet somehow, after coming to God in honest prayer, there is a freedom that proclaims trust 
and joy and salvation and abundance. There aren't outward things that have changed, but somehow this act of honest prayer brings about an inner change in David. We often have little control over the outward circumstances that we face. Surely COVID has taught us that, if it's taught us anything at all. But we do have some control over how we respond to those outward circumstances. And Psalm 13 doesn't give us some trait call to put on a happy face or look to the bright side or any of that kind of thing. It simply invites us to come before the living God in honest, open, raw prayer and allow God, the living God, to minister to us in the ways that we need. Malcolm Geith speaks of Jesus' ministry to us in his poem on this psalm. He says, Come down to free us. Come as our true friend. How long? How long? Oh, do not hide your face or let me sleep in death, but light my end till it becomes a bright beginning. Place your wounded hands in mine and raise me up that even grief itself may turn to grace. Then I will sing a song of sudden hope. Then I will praise my Savior, the divine companion who drank the bitter cup, and in so doing made it flow with wine, that his strong love might overrun my heart, and all his joy in heaven might be mine. Then I will sing his song and take my part in love's true music, as his kingdom comes and heaven's hidden gates are drawn apart. As we enter into 10 minutes of silence now, I would invite you to take a few deep breaths, to consider anything that the Lord might be speaking to you about today. Are there any things that you're struggling with, any challenges that you're having to endure, any pain that you're facing? Are there any long-term conflicts that you're dealing with right now that you need to bring before the Lord. Take this time to open yourself before God and take Psalm 13's invitation to be honest before God, as honest as you need to be, for that's what God truly wants. And that's where he ministers to us.
this time of silence comes to an end, I would invite you to take a few more deep breaths, to thank God for whatever ways that he has been speaking to you and meeting you during this time, and to join me in praying the prayer that our Lord and Savior taught us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory, forever and ever.